actually been suspended on Twitter. The real, the serious question though is, did the person not realize we're talking about Mariah Mills, the adult film star who Zion was with? That she's implicating herself in like a lot of stuff that if she were to actually release the video, like she says, she would be in immense legal trouble. Lawyers are sitting back and just going, "Keep going, honey. Let's go." It'd be the easiest case ever. I won't ask my question. No, but I'm trying to think: Does Zion even have lawyers for this? To, I mean, I know if Twitter free speech until you go too far, obviously, because mm-hmm. their accounts got suspended. But Zion doesn't have anybody on the team that could just say, "Hey, we got this. Don't worry." Like some NBA fixers behind yeah. the scenes. Like you watch any TV show, there's always a guy. Right. Zion doesn't have a the the Pelicans don't have a guy. I'm sure there's a guy. I'm sure they're working on it. It is, it is a wild story. We won't get into the, the, the dirty <laughs> details of it, especially the conversation we were having off the air. That's not appropriate for have you ever seen the uh, Have you ever seen the movie Head of State with Chris Rock? No. Okay, so Chris, Chris Rock, he's just an alderman in D.C. Yeah. He's going to make a difference. A uh, presidential candidate pulls out, and they're like, oh, well, we'll just use Chris Rock's character. You know, but eventually, you know, as, as it would happen, he starts gaining traction with a month left in this presidential race. But in X, you know, he's down on his luck guy. Oh, but his X is played by Robin Givens. You know, he's running for president, and she's going to try to win him back now. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. You're not a bum. You're not a loser. Let's get back together. We can live the, our happiest lives. But Chris Rock, with this newfound power of being a presidential candidate, every time the X would come up, it was just a bit throughout the movie, security! And all you would hear was Robin Givens go, ah! As security is taking her away, Zion should have someone in the camp that's, security! I mean, judging by his, <laughs> judging by his actions, he's got to have security for himself. He's got to learn how to restrict himself, to tell you that much. So I bring up the NBA because this is a fascinating um, week in the association. For those who don't know, one of my uh, main gigs is uh, I am a NBA writer for the Vegas Stats and Information Network. Cover all sports, but as a, a scribe, that is what I write about. And the NBA draft is coming up on Thursday. And Iman, I couldn't help but think, as I was kind of, you know, as again, I've been, I've been kind of up to my nose in draft stuff for the NBA for a while now, right? Getting ready for it, talking about it, you know, getting, getting excited. Uh-huh. You can't help but realize... What a monster the NFL is and how smart they are with what they do with, you know, a lot of their calendar, we'll say. There's like a, what, two-month buildup to the NFL draft? I feel like more. Right. You know, and the second this – I mean, look, you're right. The second that a team season is over, I'm sure like here on R&R. All right, let's start looking ahead to the next year. Let's. What's the first-round pick? What are we going to do? What's the draft look like? How are we going to address certain things? It's like a massive topic of conversation. For the NBA, dude – if the series would have been extended, you know Game 7 would have been on Father's Day on Sunday for the NBA Finals. And then four days later, NBA draft. It's like, what? There's no buildup. There's no real hype. It's like three days of coverage where everybody's kind of getting a little ramped up. And then, boom, it's over. And then we move on to Summer League, which is going to be out here in Las Vegas. But I just can't help but think, like, dude, the NFL is such a monster because this is a big event in NBA circles. Like, It's barely, I think, moving the needle for a lot of people. I don't blame the NBA. I blame college basketball. Oh, here we go. Because no one knows who these players are. I mean, the number one pick, Big Vic. I mean, everybody, generational talent. He's 7'5", and he's shooting step-back threes. Wimbenyama, but he's not American, so no, one, no one's watching. What's the, the, the Metropolitan's, the Metropolitan's 92? 92s? Yeah. No one's watching them. I'm sorry. All but right. no, one, no one, everybody knows, hey, you watch a clip on the internet, and he's 7'5", no-brainer. Okay. But then, Scoop. Right here. He's ours. Scoot, our very Scoot own Scoot Henderson. You, you haven't even gotten to see him. Neither <laughs> yeah, have I, actually. I, <laughs> I was offered free tickets. I know the play-by-play voice for the G League Ignite. Been I was offered free tickets. 
It's I I think it's actually it speaks more on me. That's I I I'm a professional. I should go. But I haven't even gone to go see him. To your point. So yeah, he's playing in the G League, and then you go Brandon Miller. Though maybe he's the he's the guy. If you follow college basketball at all, mm-hmm. maybe Brandon Miller wasn't going to be the darling that America wrapped their arms around. Of this guy is a generational prospect. Well, you, time, but, but really quickly, why why was Brandon Miller known too? By the way, off the court. Yes, legal that's issues. why I said no yep. one was gonna. Be like, hey, let's this guy's story. It's not a heartwarming story mm-hmm. at all. Thompson Twins, overtime elite. Who were they playing against an overtime elite? <laughs> right. So that's five prospects where do we know anything about them? Mm-hmm. Hey, we know that they're going to be good. I think the, the NBA, they can't – obviously maybe they could try, but I feel like with college football, it is such big business where you're going to know about, hey, that, that quarterback here, this guy here. I feel like when it comes to casual NBA fans, like even myself – do I know too much about anybody outside of the five prospects that I really just mentioned right there? I can't tell. Like Amari um, Bailey, mm-hmm. like for me, I'm like he's not he's not projected to be a first round pick. <laughs> uh, oh, I watched him at UCLA. UCLA had a good season. It, I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking for right. when it comes to watching college basketball and saying, hey, that guy's going to be a pretty good pro. I feel like at the college football level. Or maybe you know, like, hey, Stetson Bennett, even though Georgia's back-to-back champions, you know that that guy isn't going to be good. But let's say on the other side of the football, Jordan Davis. Oh, yeah, that guy should be, you know, a top-ten pick. Or I just don't know what it takes where you're watching someone at college basketball to say, if you're not a 6'9 wing defender that can also shoot threes, I don't know what NBA teams want from you anymore. That's a fair point. I don't think the calendar helps, but you're absolutely right. When some of the best players and prospects that are going to be the future of the NBA, you don't really get to see them play until they're rookies, essentially. It's a little bit of a problem because in football, you don't really identify players a ton because, look, just like physically, right, they're wearing helmets and pads. You don't really see them a lot. But to your point, they're playing in big games and national prime time. You're seeing these guys in the biggest stages, especially if they're playing for big programs and even some of the smaller programs. Now, nowadays, some guys are opting out, but you're seeing them in bowl games at times, especially in the buildups throughout their career. The college football season is awesome and it's only growing bigger. So you're going to be able to watch a lot of these dudes on Saturdays, whether it's in a primetime game or any one of the other networks that's going to be on when you're watching it. So I just thought it was really fascinating because the NFL has gotten this thing right, and the NBA draft is just going to be like that, just a flash in the pan. We're going to talk about it leading up to it. And the stories are incredible because if you're really following it from like a news standpoint, like reports have been all over the place. It's been awesome to track where you're like, hey, because I'm a betting guy, right, and I write about – the NBA from a betting perspective and watching the odds fluctuate on who's going to go second and who's going to go third and the misinformation and what's going to happen. Brandon Miller at one point was over eight to one to be the second overall pick. He gets to as high as minus two fifty. Now it's swinging back in the other direction. Like it's, it's crazy to watch all of this happen. And it's been actually a really intriguing cycle of news around the NBA draft. If it was like this for the NFL, like I remember it, it for those who aren't really tracking it, it is, like C.J. Stroud and the quarterback thing all over again, what we just watched a couple of months ago. Where for a while, I was like, oh, watch out, C.J. Stroud. He's slipping. Will Levis, he's going to be the second quarterback taken. Will Levis might even go number one. It's like all of that again with these players in the NBA draft, but it's nowhere near the same story. It's pretty interesting. And now I'm just trying to look at the draft big board here. I'm on CBS's, and I'm like, the names that I know are names were, oh, the 50, 52, no, 53, excuse me, Imani Bates. That was the guy coming out of high school. He was supposed to be the next Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. And now you're telling me he might not get drafted at all? <laughs> I, I I don't know, man. It's so to your point, too, like some of the biggest stars in college basketball, like Zach Eady for Purdue, 
He'll he'll he's not he went back to school because he knew he wasn't getting drafted. Exactly, <laughs> like he's not. He doesn't really have a shot in today's NBA. And I think it's a really good point to say not necessarily it's college basketball's fault, but college in football you're seeing those two sports kind of melt together, wherein like a lot of the offensive principles in college football have made their way to the National Football League and RPOs and spread offenses and all those stuffs. You're starting to see that influence way more in the NFL. So there's like an easier transition, and you're kind of understanding what you're watching. And the stars, to your point, translate into the next level in football. In basketball, it's a little bit different because you have a ton of teams across the country. How many in Division One now? 363, 364. And all of these different styles of basketball. And these kids are so young, and you're talking about, hey, sometimes size, like a Zach Eady, is going to get you success in the college basketball level. But those guys aren't going to be set up for success when you get to the pro basketball level because the pro game is way different than what you're seeing in the college game where you can play zone defense and plant a guy in the paint where it's more half-court oriented and very slow in a lot of these conferences. And so you get the disconnect that you're talking about where it's like, I don't know. I'm watching these guys in college, and then they're disappearing in the pros, and I just don't know what you want. I'll give a name. This guy's in the top ten, so he's maybe he's maybe he's consistent top ten somewhere else, but CBS Sports has him in the top ten. I just want to say this name. Grady Dick out of Kansas. Couldn't tell you a thing. What? You don't know? You don't, you don't know Grady Dick? Is he going to be as good as Christian Brown? I mean, <laughs> I mean, no, he's a little bit of a different player. Dick's like a sharpshooter. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's he's going to be coveted. He'll be like a top 11-ish guy. He's probably not going to be the top 10, but yeah, he'll be a name. There you go. All right, you're a big Grady Dick fan. Well, that, I just wanted to say the name because I'm like, he went to Kansas? I feel like that's a premier that's, team. That's not the why you wanted to say that. <laughs> Now back to Unnecessary Roughness. All right, let's get back to a little bit on the NBA and the NBA draft because over the last few hours, it's been an incredible story to keep track of. Uh, my co-host on a show that I host, Hardwood Handicappers Podcast. You can find that wherever you get your podcast. Kelly Bidlin is nice enough to give us some time here today. Kelly, you did send me a video uh, of a Adrian Wojnarowski report. We will not talk about the tweet that you sent out about the latest NBA draft news surrounding a, uh, <laughs> a non-primetime player, we'll say. So what's the latest and what's going on at the top of this draft? And for anybody who's listening that maybe hasn't tracked it, we were just talking about it, and I was comparing it to the NFL draft where we get like months of this hype, but for the NBA draft, it's like a flash in the pan a week, and we're not really keeping track of it, then it's all over. Inform the listeners out here in Vegas what's been going on with the the second and third overall pick and what the latest is. Yeah, first off, thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Happy to be talking with you. It's been it's been way too long, Jamie. We haven't spoken right. in, in at least uh, twelve hours, you know. So, um, no, it's we're, hey, we're seeing uh, more movement back to the Brandon Miller side, I guess. When we're talking second overall pick, uh, we did have Woj come out on Sports Center a little bit a little while ago and say that all, we're, all everything he's hearing is that uh, he impressed enough in that very. Still odd to me workout that they had yesterday where they brought both of the both Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller in the Charlotte Hornets did uh, to to have another workout with each of them. Uh, apparently, Brandon Miller impressed uh, there, and the thought was already that he would be number two. And Woj said it 
seems like Charlotte is, uh, you know, looking to head that way right now. He impressed minority owner Michael Jordan. That's exactly what he didn't he say that at all. He, no, Demond's laughing at me because I, I threw out the statement because we are on Raider Nation Radio, Kelly. Uh, that Tom Brady, uh, minority owner, a minority minority owner, might have a stake in deciding Josh McDaniels' future. So I'm just going to say, minority owners do have some power, and I think Michael Jordan maybe swung things. All right, so let me ask you this then: Why is Scoot Henderson still the odds-on favorite to go number two? Well, I think you know you and I talked about this. I mean, I think we're seeing a clear separation in kind of the where the sports books are standing and and where and who knows maybe some of that's liability wise what they've taken over the past you know several months since these since these odds have been posted um, but you know there seems to be a clear separation right now between what the sports books think and what kind of the main most trusted I would say NBA you know NBA both you know journalists and the and the mock drafters uh, out there we have. You know, both Cavoni and O'Connor today releasing mock drafts saying it's Miller 2 and Scoot 3 on top of Woj saying that earlier. So I know you, I know you and I both have uh, some cushy bets on Brandon Miller to go number two. So I'm, I'm really hoping they're right this year, you know, unlike last year uh, <laughs> where, right. where there was a, a, li- a little confusion before the draft. So uh, let's, hope, uh, let's hope Woj can get things back together and get back on track this year. All right, but, so yeah, th- we're sitting yeah, – JVP, just update the odds. I've looked every, I mean, everywhere I can find it looks like even money is about the best you're going to do on Brandon Miller, number two right now. And it is pretty much painted that way. I, and I, I'm not looking outside of Vegas right now, but this is DraftKings, FanDuel, points bet, all even money for Brandon Miller to go number two. When it comes to the top three in the draft, it seems that whichever order it's going to be set. Is Eamon Thompson, is he also set and locked at being number four pick in the draft? I, I think it's starting to look more and more that way. I really do. I, I, think, it, it, I think he's going to end up being there, and that is one where it, we're just looking at the odds. Those have, have fluctuated a bit as well here over uh, throughout today, and kind of wildly different numbers. I'm just going to use the ones from th- the three shots I mentioned before. Um, you've got uh, minus 250 over at points bet for him to go for, minus, uh, minus 250 over at FanDuel, and then minus 180 over at DraftKings right now. So a little bit of separation there, but I, I think it's starting to look that way. I do think it's starting to look like he's going to be number four. All right, so I've got to ask because the top four look locked up. Who's number five then? Is, number, is, it, is it just chalk all the way through this draft? And I think it's, uh, I'd hate to say it because I've got Cam Whitmore bet going number five, but oh boy, has that narrative shifted in the past uh, 24, 48 hours. JBT and I have talked, have talked often about how it seems like we haven't heard a word about Jairus Walker for weeks. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it seems to be like he's the guy who's going to come in and go number five here, possibly. Um, I really don't know. I think that's the, I think that's the biggest question, or one of the bigger questions we're facing after two and three. I, I think I'm starting to buy in a man number four, number five. I, I still got no clue. I think it's a coin flip. Jarris Walker, Cam Whitmore. I don't even know. I don't even know if the Pistons def- necessarily know because I think it's gonna it's gonna matter how the top of the draft shakes out. What do the Rockets do it for? That might shake up their plans completely. Yeah, it was reported today too. Uh, Damon James Edwards, who covers the Pistons, went on a podcast with a NBA draft analyst, a big one, Sam Vecini, was like, no, actually Detroit really loves Asar Thompson. 
So you can see the Thompson <laughs> twins go back. It's the, the information mm-hmm. out there is wild. And for our audience out there, too, after number five, the drama kind of lights up. Because just because, like Kelly said, it's like a linchpin. Whoever goes to number five, it's going to change everything as it moves on. And you don't really know from there. So, Kelly, let's shift gears then. Let's talk about some of the drama. Again, the clean drama in the NBA so far today and over the last few hours. Well, let's start with Damian Lillard. If I missed anything, what's the latest superstar that is going to go to Portland now? Because I'll tell you this, three months ago, there was the inkling that, hey, you know what? Maybe the Clippers would be willing to flip Paul George for that third overall pick. Those rumors are back, baby. So now, bam, at a bio, Mikhail Bridges, Paul George. Stop me when I don't miss a superstar that has been tied to Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> like, what do you think the latest is going to be here for Dame? Well, I mean, we saw that bizarre report earlier this morning of, of Portland in, in talks with the Miami Heat about a trade that had absolutely nothing to do with Damian Lillard. So I'm still trying to figure that one out. Um, that was yeah, what, what, what was being uh, suggested there was that uh, was that it was going to be a trade centered around Portland acquiring them out of bio from the Miami Heat. And, uh, you know, and then, and then the draft is going back, and then a couple other players uh, from Portland, uh, like Anthony Simon, someone like that. Um, so, I don't, we've got that, JVT. I, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I think that, that I might be talking a little bit with my heart here, but I think it's Miller, too, and then I think the, I think the Blazers are going to just wait. I mean, they will, I think they will select Scoot Anderson, and it's just going to be waiting for the best offer that comes in. And I do, I do think that they are going to – Damian Lillard somehow and the Portland Blazers are going to stand by each other and try to run this thing back with as, as, as good of a roster as they can put together with veteran players. We already we already know that like hey the draft it's it's good time for trade talk the drama that's already gone on but when it comes to players turning down their options or accepting their options. Where's Draymond Green going to go? Because the the reports is that he's going to turn it down, but do you think he's just going to opt in and try to stay with the Warriors? Yeah, I think they'll work something out. I I, I don't I I really don't imagine him, him going anywhere else. We have, he is such a the skill set he has and has perfected uh, is is just so Draymond in Golden State. It, it just that has what he, that player he has become has become so specific to what the Golden State Warriors do, and he benefits them more than I could possibly see any other team getting out of him. That I really think, like we saw last summer with Andrew Wiggins, where he took less money to stay with this team, I think you're going to see these Warriors with the upcoming cap issues that teams are going to run into in the NBA. I think the Warriors are going to try to do this. He might not be the last player where it's restructured to make it more years, Less money, you know, it, it, at specific years, so it doesn't hurt them as much, and it allows them to try to keep this core group of players together as best as possible. So I really don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, you know, JVT, I know you and I have floated around a couple teams we think it could make make some sense for maybe the Mavericks, maybe the Grizzlies, but man, even when I bring up either, even uh, even those two teams, I, it just doesn't seem nearly as good of a fit for what he is at the Warriors. I just don't. I don't know. How great of a player Draymond Green truly is at this point in his career outside of Golden State. As a Grizzlies fan, keep him as far away from Memphis as possible. (laughs) All right, let, let, let's keep him far away from Memphis. But speaking of these players, and you're talking about the salary cap and how things are going to change with that, how is it going to be possible at all for Phoenix to keep DeAndre Ayton? Oh, man, I, I, 
I don't think I think they are doing everything in everything possible right now to send him somewhere anywhere. I think they're looking to dump that contract and get back just whatever depth they can because they currently have five guys that are actually currently under contract on that team. So I, I, I think they will be. It will probably be an ugly looking trade whenever it gets done because they're not they're not going to be getting a ton back. But they're going to have to match up the financials. And they're going to hope it's a couple pieces they can utilize instead of one sort of wasted big man on Phoenix. Kelly, we simulate next season a thousand times. What happens more for the Phoenix Suns? They win the title or they miss the playoffs? They win the title. Really? Still? Yeah. Yeah, still. Kelly's a believer. you know I have my criti- my criticism over the over this trade, just like everybody does. Look, there's nobody on the roster. How is this going to work defensively, offensively? There's a billion questions, but we are still so early on in the summer. We have no idea how this roster is going to get filled out. I got much more of those concerns. If you want to ask me that question about three years from now, JBT, I'll say better chance they miss the playoffs uh, because they've got such such heavy financial issues that they can't overcome that it becomes more likely, but. I, I think it's too. If you're gonna if you're gonna phrase the question that way to me, I'm gonna go with the playoffs. Mm, sorry, the answer we were looking for was <laughs> miss the playoffs. Miss the playoffs. Uh, yeah, come uh, on, that's a bummer. But Kelly, I've got to ask you, Chris Paul. I don't know if it just coincidentally lined up that he was going to be on Good Morning America after he gets traded from the Phoenix Suns, but. One, where do you think he goes? And two, is he running a smear campaign against Matt Ishby and Isaiah Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he might have, I think he might have every right to it. He found out on what on the plane from his son, according to him, I believe. Um, so, I, man, I don't know. Chris Paul, I think it's somewhere in LA. I, I think it is Lakers or Clippers. Um, I think he wants to be in LA, and I think at this point in his career, that probably matters uh, about as much as anything on the court that he can do. So, I, I know JVT's over there with hoping and praying for a, a Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul back, uh, backcourt and a time machine that hopefully pops up out of nowhere uh, where those two can look great again. But uh, I do think it's, it's going to be one of the L.A. teams. All right. Last question for you from me, and it's about Portland. The rumor that has the most substance to it seems to be Pascal Siakam. If Pascal Siakam goes to the Portland Trailblazers for whatever package, does a duo of – Damian Lillard, Pascal Siakam, and whoever they keep, whether it be Shaden Sharp or uh, Anthony Simons, is that good enough to compete in the Western Conference? Well, they can. What they hold on to Jeremy Grant too in that situation. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, I, but, well, okay. What's your definition of compete? You know, you know, see, this is where you're, you're wins. Really they win. They win multiple that. playoff series. No. They win one. That's what I'm going to say. They okay. win. They make the playoffs and they win a series. Good thing Dame is sticking around, huh? <laughs> Kelly, last thing I wanted to ask you about a player that I saw that he also he's also turned down his option, Kyle Kuzma. What's his market like for him, and is he just going to end up back in LA? Man, I, I don't think so. I think there will be a little bit more interest out there uh, for Kyle Kuzma than we're thinking. I, I think there's there's a this is a guy who's shown he can score. Uh, you know, he can score at all three levels. I think those types of players are always in demand. I mean, whether he's got to be willing, I think, to if he's going to go to a better team, 
accept a different type of role that, you know, than what he's become accustomed to. But man, I think he can be a great pickup for one of these teams that, uh, that's looking, looking to chat, you know, looking to contend and need some depth. I'll give you a team. Yeah, let's hear it. The Memphis Grizzlies. Get out of here, man. Why not? That's a, he's a good player. No Dylan Brooks. He get, yeah. He's a rebounder. He's a, he's a scorer. Come on. John Morant's going to get suspended for 25 games. You need a secondary scoring option. Match made in heaven. I don't know, man. After Spencer Dinwiddie put those tweets out, I don't know if he's a team guy. That's a good point. I forgot about the Kyle Kuzma, Spencer Dinwiddie drama in the offseason. Kelly, we're up against it. Thanks for doing this, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, guys. You got it. Kelly, of course, uh, my co-host on Harvard Handicappers, a NBA sports betting podcast. You can check that out wherever you get your podcasts. Also, does a lot of work for the network. A big golf better, Kelly. Big on the golf. Should have put a say. bet on Wyndham Clark, man. Should have done it. I should have yeah. done it. Should have done the 100. Yes, should have put money on the guy that was 100-1 to to win the tournament. We all should have done it. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness. All right, last 10 minutes or so on the program. Dipping out early for some Aviators baseball. Let's make sure anybody gets their voice heard or wants their voice heard. Get it in because we got some time left. 702-365-9200. 702-365-9200. Or you want to hit the text line 69187. Use the code word R&R. Mitch? Yeah. On the horn. What's up, Mitch? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, man. I mentioned two uh, two plays. Uh, one wanting to be drafted. I haven't seen any mock drafts of him being drafted. But I hope my Clippers uh, get the, the the guys from UCLA, Hami Haquez. Yeah. Uh, he looks like a pretty good small forward. Hoping they only have one pick. Uh, they picked in thirty. Yep. Uh, they don't. They didn't have the best record, you know, and they choked in the playoffs. Too many injuries. Uh, Zion, Zion will be a perfect fit for the Clippers. And this other guy, you won't even see him. Timmy, like you said, his game doesn't trans, trans, translate. I think he had another year. He should have gone back to college. I think the COVID. He could have had another year or two. I'm not sure. But Timmy is definitely. I don't want to see. I don't want to see on my any of my two teams. Hi, right, Mitch. Thanks. By the way, I'm a Clippers fan too. So if they went and got Jaime Hawkes, wouldn't hate it. The back end of that draft, you probably reach a little bit more on upperclassmen. I was kind of hoping that they would actually ship off Paul George for the third overall pick and go get Scoot Henderson. But talking about Drew Timmy, he's like, he's like 25, right? It's like, like 55. <laughs> like, like, I don't care if he did have an extra year because of COVID. It's now or never. He had to come out. Yeah, he's 22. And I won't. Ancient in NBA years. Yes. I, I'll have to look it up. I, I think he was done because I was in that press conference after Gonzaga lost. And there was a lot of tears in that, like, knew it was over. So I, I believe he was actually done oh, okay. in terms of eligibility. I mean, John Moran, Zion, people were like, they're already getting second contracts at the age of 22. Well, actually, that's the Zion or not Zion. Um, ja played. Look this up for me. Two years of Marshall, uh, Marshall State or Mar- Murray State. Excuse Murray me, State. Murray State. I say Marshall State. Um, he wasn't a he wasn't a one and done though. I know that. Actually, you know what? My brain is such mush. I could be incorrect on that too. But Demond is furiously googling it for me. I'm going to say that I'm right. I think you are right too. But you know, let's just, let's just be safe on this. Of course, journalistic integrity. Yes. Much like with journalistic integrity. No, I'm not going to say it. We were talking about journalistic integrity, but, you know, off the year, the, about 10, 10, 15 minutes ago. By the way, one of my favorite things is you're trying to look that up. So Josh Jacobs earlier today sent out the cryptic tweet of bad business. 
obviously referring to his negotiations with the Las Vegas Raiders and how that's going. And he wants to get paid, and he should want to get paid. He's a very good running back. But my favorite game that has now emerged on Twitter in the quote tweets of one Josh Jacobs tweet is everybody guessing what he's at, what he's tweeting about. Like you said, like, oh, man, he really doesn't want the A's here. <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, something like that. Right. Somebody's like, oh, man, you know, somebody had a bad meal at Wendy's. Stuff like that. Bad business. Right. They didn't give me an extra sauce. Why is an extra sauce 50 right. cents? Chili's. They're the chili. I'm a big Wendy's chili guy, so. Oh, yeah? Love Wendy's chili. But it was a, it's a good game. So Josh Jacobs has let his displeasure be known, and that'll continue to do so. I will say, there's a lot of Raiders fans in the comments being like, oh, it's going to get cut. It's going to get released. It's not going to happen. He's, they, they gave him the franchise tender. He, ha- he hasn't signed it, so we'll see what's going to happen there. I'm willing to bet. I would make the small favorite Josh Jacobs week one in uniform and yeah, I'd make that safe bet, too. Also, before I get to the text line, John Morant did do two years in Murray State. Bam. Thank All you right. very much. What do we got? Okay, this is from the 303. Hey, John and Damon, you guys are keeping it fun today. A few comments. Have to agree with John. I think that BFF TB12 yes. might have a small effect on keeping Josh McDaniels. I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying, really quick, I'm not <laughs> saying he's going to make the final decision. I'm just saying that Tom Brady has more clout than a regular minority owner and especially when it's somebody he's personally involved with. Thank you. Thank you. And personally, I'm still out on Josh McDaniels until his play calling and game management improves and wins. Of course, it's just win windy. Ah, just win windy. Okay. And then this is from Vegas Pete. What about the Lakers? What will they do? I mean, well, dang, we should have talked to you. Well, John, you're still an NBA guy. Yeah. What about the Lakers? What will they do? Uh, are we just talking about, like, with their lives? This is what no, Vegas Pete wants to know. <laughs> I mean, I look, the Lakers are, are looking to improve, obviously. The, the, the trick is, is that with the Lakers and Chris Paul, I believe they want him released as opposed to traded, so then they can sign him for a much cheaper price. You get traded, there's money things that are involved in terms of the contract and what he's owed. The Lakers want him to get released so they can sign him at a very cheap deal. All right, last one. Let's see if you got an answer for this. Jim from Yonkers again. Why do you think there are only two rounds in the NBA draft now? Miami seems to be very good at finding free agents. What is the guaranteed money, if any, if any, for getting drafted? Thank you. Uh, I think it depends on where you're at in the first round. Second round, you don't want to get drafted because there's nothing guaranteed. Yeah, actually, we've talked about this a lot. So back in the day when we had here in Las Vegas um, players regularly testing draft waters, you know, for UNLV, the thought was always like, dude, if you fall out of the first round, don't get drafted because you can just pick where you want to go. And none of it's guaranteed once you get past the first round. So that's how it generally works. Anything else? No, those are all the texts we had. That was a good answer, actually. It was good. I'm glad we were keeping it fun. It was a fun show. Appreciate it, as always. Shortened show today. Back tomorrow, of course, here on R&R.